0: I'm, like, grateful. I'm not where I thought I was going to be. It's a little stressful. Do I wish this on my worst enemy? Not so much. You better than me, because I'm wishing everything on my worst enemy. (laughs) I don't wish this, because sometimes I be in shambles, and I'm like, ain't nothing pulling me up, not even a rope.
1: Welcome to Cry About It. The show where we cry together about the good, bad, and everything in between that is being in your 20s.
0: I'm toby Singh.
1: And I'm Lauren.
0: You're probably wondering why should I be listening to these girls? Who are we? I could say for myself, I am currently slightly unemployed. Let's be real. <laughs> Lauren? I have my
1: dream job, and I seem to be able to keep everything but a man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I think that all encompasses honestly why we can talk about being 20s like all of these things we've experienced in different ways and so I think we just want to like bring people along that also are experiencing this journey with us and just create a community for it
1: and let people know like the mess is normal extremely it's normal to not know and figure out and have every aspect of your 20s meet in a row embrace a little bit of uncertainty and like cry it out it's all right Girl. So that's
0: what we're gonna be doing Girl, my ducks are not in a row. They're scrambling. The ducks are scattered.
1: (laughs) But, you know, that's part of the journey. We're going to piece it together over the course of this season. So we're excited that you're here, and we hope you enjoy what we have in store. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of things this season that are plaguing our 20s everything from navigating the career gray space, healing after breakups, the ups and downs of dating, and cultivating deep friendship. But first, let's check in with where we're at in our 20s right now. So, how would you describe and tabasing the current era of your life?
0: I mean, unemployed is like and I don't want to say like a huge part of my identity right now, but it is like it is consuming like Being in your 20s and nobody prepares you how to be unemployed, Mm -hmm. it's kind of daunting because you're like, okay, I had a job before. I knew how to get that first one. But then how do I get a second job? Especially in this era of like, social media can get you a job, but then like, do you want to work nine to five or do you want to work a five to nine? So definitely that's a huge part of where I'm at in my era.
1: And how long were you at your first job?
0: I was at my first job for a little over a year. Mm -hmm. But then it took me a while to also get that job.
1: Right. Because that was like, right after
0: COVID. Yes, <laughs> yeah. right after COVID. So that was a battle in itself. But then I also like appreciate this era because in this time that I've been given, I'm like trying to explore different passion projects that I don't think many people get the like privilege to be able to do. So I think I'm trying to balance not being stressed about not having a job, but also wanting to find a job but then also putting time and effort into passion projects. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a forced sabbatical.
1: You're like, I'm gonna make the most of this and turn it into something good.
0: Girl, that's what I tell myself every day. Yeah. That's my motto. So that's why I think I'm currently at right now and just trying to keep my peace truly. Like that, I think that's my biggest thing. Like you can lose yourself in this space, mm-hmm. you can get really bogged down by it. And just trying to keep my peace and like look at what my day to day brings me rather than like, this month, next year, six months, all that stuff. Yeah, like
1: really taking it day by day, hour by hour. Yeah. And having compassion for yourself because the majority of your life up to this point, you've been conditioned to go to college, get a job, like Mm -hmm. thinking it would be this super easy pathway. And for the most people right now trying to find a job, it's not an easy pathway.
0: Yeah, and I think also like, when we have so many resources and so many options like handed to us, especially now, it feels like everything and anything can be a job, which is great. I really do love that nowadays, but I think it also gets stressful trying mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, is that really what I want to do as a career or do I really want to have a career in this space? Um, so Does I think, a career exist anymore? Like, Do people work 20 years plus no. years right, doing I, things like that? I think the career is making money. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only career that exists nowadays yeah. is people trying to make money for the long term and have these extravagant lives. That is the career. Yeah. Where are you in right now, Ms. Guru? I feel like this is such a new phase for me. I feel like I'm
1: free and truly like at peace and solitude for the first time in my adult life. Mm. I'm a reformed serial dater <laughs> and I I don't wear that title with pride because I I never thought of myself as one. Yeah. But I feel like this past season of reflection has shown me that I was running from a lot of things internally, escaping a lot of loneliness by being with partners that didn't treat me in ways that I felt that I should be treated. So like, what's the benefit of that? Mm. (laughs) You know, I'm glad that I stopped doing that. And I'm glad I've been taking the past few months to myself. It feels really good. I also feel like my life is like super exciting. And it has been exciting for the past few years, like in the realm of friendship, I feel like I've cultivated like, such deep, meaningful friendships with people in my life. Like, I feel like this past year, like, I've gotten a lot more embedded with my family. I got my dream job, working in radio production. It feels really good in so many areas, except for, like, the romantic sphere, which I feel like we've just been taught and conditioned that, like, one huge aspect of making life meaningful is romance and love. Not having that, I've just had to adjust a lot recently yeah. to like reform and like reprioritize other parts of my life that have been bringing me happiness. And I think because I've reshaped the pie chart, I guess, of what is bringing me happiness and meaning in my life, I think it's just been, it's been working for my good. So I'm trying to lean more into that in the current era that I'm in. But I would say it's, it's one of contentment, but I am trying to push myself to like involve myself in more passion projects like this podcast, doing more things that are kind of scary and getting over my perfectionism Complex that I'm still whittling away at.
0: Did the like shift to like growing your friendships, did that happen in place of like wanting to find a new peace and solitude, or that more so just was it happening at the same time that you were shifting?
1: I feel like one of the reasons why the past two relationships Mm -hmm. have come to an end is because through like being in such close community with my friends. I realized this is how I want to feel. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what love feels like mm. when I'm around, like, people that treat me like this. Yeah. You know, like, how my friends are treating me, how my people closest to me in my life are treating me. And then, you know, comparing that to my romantic relationships that I was in, it just wasn't giving, like, mm-hmm. for lack of better words. It was like... I don't want to say, like, my friends treat me better than this, but, like, I feel like we tend to hold friends to a standard that we don't hold romantic partners to sometimes, like, broadly. I agree. And I was like, my friends treat me, like, way better than this, and I don't want to be tolerating, like, this type of treatment or feeling these type of ways Mm. with anybody, let alone, you know, a romantic partner, someone who I'm opting to have in my life, like not someone like a family member who, Mm -hmm. you know, you're you're tied to them no matter what. Like you're actively choosing your romantic company. Yeah. And like, I don't want to feel like I'm less than because I'm tolerating certain treatment that I would never tolerate from friends who are also like optional company, but they're of the greatest quality, Mm. the best people I have. And so I feel like I've grown those friendships over time, maintain that investment, whether I was in romantic relationships or not. And I feel like keeping them rich and, like, strong helped me see, like, (laughs) the romantic path doesn't have to be forged like this. Like, you can choose something else. So I'm glad that I wasn't one of those people that, like, I got my Mia and peace out. Y'all never going to see me for the next three months. Keeping the relationship strong helped me see what I deserved romantically.
0: I always challenge a lot of people in terms of, like, relationships. Girl, I ain't no... Guru. (laughs) Yeah, I am not no relationship guru. I do not know how it works. I'm still every day working at the one I have and hold and um, love dearly. But I think like a lot of people underestimate their friendships being the most like loving spaces that they have and just like replicating that. I think we, a lot of times we, you hear people talk about like their parents and like, oh, I want to be like my parents and like they've been married for so long. Mm -hmm. But nobody talks about like I want to have the love that my friendships have shown me. Yeah. And it always, and sadly, it always takes like the toughest of a relationship for you to like kind of like have that click. I think it's a beautiful thing to really just mirror and appreciate your friendships because that love, that's not going to go nowhere. And that love is just as strong and just as big. And meaningful. Yes. Yeah. romantic as partners. That. What challenges do you feel like? You're bumping up against right now in your personal life? Healing a lot of my traumas in my relationship space. I think that's my current challenge. I don't even use challenge as the word, but like that is what I'm facing right now. Nothing crazy, nothing new. My partner is like extremely supportive in that path. But sometimes it's like one of those things where like you don't realize you have something that triggers you or that like has affected you until like you're in that space or like a phrase is said or if something is done and you're like, what the is <laughs> right. going on? An earthquake is moving, but it's only me that's getting affected right mm. now. Um, so I think like reconciling that, but also like leaning in my partner in that reconciliation is like so different to what I used to know. And so just like constantly pushing myself to stay leaned into that, I think is my biggest like thing, challenge to work on this year. I've done a really good job. I have to give myself kudos in that, but I think there's still more work to be done in leaning on my partner and making sure that I keep doing it because it's very easy to shut them out. And it's very easy to be like, you know what, I got my girls. They understand it. They've done this before. They've been through this mess before. Let me just lean on them. Mm-hmm. But like knowing that like my partner is the person that I'm choosing to stand by and is going to have to deal with this trigger through and through and through. Right. But my friends don't have to and knowing that I have to lean on that. So I think that is my other thing I'm trying to work on in addition to, like, being unemployed and stuff. Yeah.
1: One of the things about leaning on people is you got to trust that they're going to support you. That's one of the hardest parts about leaning. you got to be caught. Yeah. Like, in my younger days, I would think that if I just am vulnerable and I communicate my needs and I let people know what I'm going through, that everybody's going to support me. And, like, you learn through friends, through romantic partners, through anybody, really. Leaning requires reciprocation. Like, you can lean, but you might fall flat on your face, you know, For if sure. people aren't there to support you. And I feel like that's, like, the the biggest difference is, like, leaning and being caught mm. by friends, romantic partners, et cetera, family, et cetera, versus leaning and falling flat on your face, which I feel like is the more scarring yeah. part, which makes it so hard, I guess, to lean or be resistant to, like, Seeking support from people in the future. So that's really beautiful. I feel like it's not grade school anymore. Like, if I share a secret with you in the playground, I'm not necessarily (laughs) expecting you to share one back to me in return. But what does reciprocity look like, you know, at 24? What are you expecting back from people? If if not words, then what are you expecting back from people when you share a part of yourself that you just need to get out?
0: One of two things. I have cultivated friendships in a way that each one, I know what they're going to reciprocate and how they reciprocate. So, like, if I need a huge pep talk and, like, just straight motivation, I know who to go to. Or if I need, like, somebody that's going to sit in silence and just let me cry, I know who to go to. So that is one side of things, and I'm just – that's just how i built out my friendships. But I also think I've built up a way to ask for reciprocation, whereas before it's kind of, like, assumed. Like, I would just assume, like, oh, she's going to, like – be there to cry with or she's going to be able to talk rub me. my shoulder pat my back right, right. And she's going to know the exact words to say to me right whereas like now I'm like in addition to knowing who's going to say what or how they're going to support me I also know to be like hey Lauren like right now I need to just have someone to like cry with sit in silence and cry with I know how to ask for reciprocated like support mm-hmm. if that makes sense
1: yeah I think that's a big step that I'm still working on. Sometimes I don't know what I need, like, from another person. Mm. And that hinders me from actually saying anything or, like, being vulnerable or like, doing anything yeah. because I don't know how to be helped. And I think sometimes, like, you just have to trust that when somebody knows you or when somebody's invested in knowing you, they're going to try their best. Mm-hmm. The people that love me try their best. Yeah, I think that's the one thing I've been shown recently. But um. Also,
0: like help can't start if nobody even knows what's going on. Yeah,
1: if you don't even if you don't even give people a chance to support you. Yeah, like you,
0: yeah, it, they can't. Right, <laughs> They're not allowed. It's like throwing spaghetti at a wall. You don't know what's going to stick with somebody. You don't know like the moment something's going to click. Maybe you saying like, "Today was a terrible day." Out loud would help you to start actually processing through those feelings. Versus, I got to figure out what's going on with me, and then I can tell somebody. Because at that point, you don't need me. Right me i'm a big processor uh-huh. i process everything down to the to the bits the
1: bones and the gristle <laughs> and i'm not feeling like i'm yeah. not feeling things because i'm like oh let me process let me what does this mean What is it mm-hmm. what the deeper mean how does this girl like sometimes you just it's simple like you just if you're feeling feel like if something is making you feel the way you need to sit in that don't rush to like connect it to every theme and event that's ever happened in your life like you know what's led to this point girl sometimes Things are just happening, and it's up to you to feel them to fully digest what's going on. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm in a feeling phase.
0: Yeah, try not to therapize yourself. Thera-pi- That's yeah. always what I say to myself. Yeah, especially because I, girl, I be locking in and trying to be like, I can't afford therapy right now, so let me just figure <laughs> out what the what the heck is going on. Let me get my googling on. <laughs> but then I'd be, I really sometimes just have to say out loud, stop therapizing yourself and just let it be. Wrong. Let it fall to pieces. You just need to feel it. You just need to cry.
1: To the extent that you can. If it becomes that serious, you know, feel, but then get some help. But, like, you know, it's, it's not every time Intellectualize, therapize, come up with solutions. Sometimes, sometimes it's feel and yeah. then move on. Thinking back two or three
0: years ago, is this where you'd hoped to have been? I don't know, because I think COVID, like, flipped everything on its head. Mm-hmm y'all I was supposed to be a whole lawyer like in law school right now about to be on my Olivia Pope Viola Davis moment and look at where I'm at right now this is not where I imagined but I don't see myself anywhere else mm-hmm. strange enough I knew law wasn't gonna last long in my life in general if I did go that path so yeah I think like Something is just telling me, like, I need to figure out, like, something creative for my sanity. So I'm, like, grateful. I'm not where I thought I was going to be. It's a little stressful. Do I wish this on my worst enemy? Not so much. You better than me because I'm wishing everything on my worst enemy. (laughs) I don't wish this because sometimes I be in shambles and I'm, like, ain't nothing pulling me up, not even a rope.
1: Aside from, like, career, if you went back in time... You whispered in old you's ear. It was like, girl, this is what we got going on in twenty twenty four. How would she react? Would she, would she be like, girl, get me there expeditiously?
0: You know what's crazy? Three years ago, I was going through like a whole like mental health like kick of like let's meditate, let's really tap into inner circle. I was doing a lot of the inner work you're doing now. I was doing that back then, and so like relationship. Did I know it was gonna be this one and as good as this one is? No, could not have imagined that, could not have expected that girl, didn't know what it looked like until I'm here now. But like something in me, call it like astrology, call it the, the stars, the patterns, the signs, whatever you wanna call it, something in my spirit really told me that I was going to be on a really strong path, like romantically if I kept at this work Mm. and so that's how I like knew to really lock into it friend wise I think I'm still like growing in it adult friendship is such a weird space because everybody's in different schedules and different periods
1: of like some people have babies some people are married some people are single can't keep a man Uh. raise your hand (laughs) yes everyone's in a different place and like Show coming soon on adult friendship. Yeah. I think if I told old me what I'm working with, she would be like, Girl, I love this for you. Like Mm. I think that that also makes me really happy. Having my own apartment that I paid for, having a cat, which I literally I literally dreamed and manifested this cat. Everything down to the color of his fur. I manifested this cat, being close with my family, having amazing friendships. Mm -hmm. Like truly, the loves of my life are my friends. aesthetically working to a point where like I'm happy with my appearance on a more consistent basis. I'm just feeling more at home in my body in my mind. reading again, girl. Oh my, my bookworm gosh. teas. I think broadly like old me would be like, I'm really, really happy. I'm mm-hmm. proud of you. Mm-hmm. and like you don't have everything you want. who, who among us does? But this is good. You really can only compare yourself to previous versions of yourself. For you sure. Know, that's that's the only fruitful way to do this comparison thing. Like, if I'm comparing myself to every other person, you know, in the world, like, I don't have their struggles, I don't have their talents, I don't have their, their mind, I don't have their capabilities, but I have my own, and right. I, you know, I can grow my own, and I have grown my own, which is not what we do. We compare ourselves to everybody else, naturally, but... When I actually sit and reflect on past versions of myself, I can say
0: that I've improved
1: year after year after year. And that is really meaningful to
0: me. Also, awesome. shout out to the pandemic. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. It was tough for some people. But I think the pandemic, at least for me, made me be able to appreciate mm-hmm. the like young me and where I'm at now. Yeah. And be able to actually feel like grateful yeah. for where we're at right now. Because like we we got the time to grow. We got the time to figure some stuff out. Other stuff, maybe not so much, but I think the pandemic just like reset a lot of, at least for me, Yeah, gave me like a respite. It was the
1: death of a lot of things Mm -hmm. for, for me, like in terms of future realities, certain stuff just became not realistic. Like moving to New York, moving to the COVID epicenter, girl, <laughs> stay home <laughs> stay home for a little longer. I didn't know if I would have a career in my field because yeah. it wasn't nothing making no money in journalism. Still, you know, things on the rocks. But, you know, I have a decent paying job in a city I love and I'm having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the death of a lot of possibilities that I thought I would have. But it was also like the reinvention of a lot of things that I never would have conceived for myself. The job field that I'm working in now, I didn't even take a college course on it until the pandemic. Mm. Like I didn't even know that this could be a job, working in radio, working in media. I was a journalism major, but I don't think I was that ready to pivot into PR, honey, because that's where my money's at. This wasn't even a possibility for me, and I didn't think it would be a possibility until the pandemic showed me. So I think that was really helpful. I have a lot of gratitude to that time period for as much sadness as it brought. It did bring a lot of change, and the mm-hmm. change that on this side of it was very fruitful. So I'm thankful for that.
0: And in the spirit of change, I know we're in February, but I know resolutions are still, I guess, a thing? I don't know. People <laughs> like, I feel like resolutions done died when we were back in like... this touch and go. Elementary school. Like, that was the last time they had to be like, all right, Elementary? All right. Yeah. When- I've written mine down, but... But I don't actively put it in like, you know, like, I haven't resol- resoluted for real for yeah. like a few years. i just be like, ah, let's set some goals. Like right. I feel like goal setting is like adult version of let's make a resolution. Resolutions are like elementary activity. That's what your teacher does at the top of the year. They're like, let's you're resolute
1: everybody that's making resolution. No, no,
0: y'all. I'm just keep trying to keep that
1: inner child alive. Don't let her
0: kill it. Y'all, I'm just trying to say, keep goal setting, but it's okay if you don't want to resolute. Call it what you want to call it, basically. But in like the spirit of like a new year, new me type energy, what are things that you really want to like work on this year? Or do you see yourself really accomplishing, getting done, finally putting boots to the ground? What are your, I guess your resolution since you want to keep it alive so much? <laughs> I think one of my
1: main resolutions is to tap back into the dating scene when I'm ready. Mm. And like not a moment before Yeah, I'm ready. And I, I hesitate to even say tap back into because I never meaningfully engaged in like dating, like going on dates with people and like doing the dating thing. I was just like, boom, in relationships. So, yeah, I'm excited to do the dating thing, even though I've heard that the dating landscape is very frightening and scary right now. But <laughs> I think because of the recent relationships that have you know fallen away from my life, I think I can date with the newly renewed spirit of detachment and just like allowing people to come and go and just like allowing connections to be what they are without trying to force things into relationships. So I think that will be really, really valuable. And I'm also just like committed to keeping more passion projects and hobbies close to my heart. Like reading, for example. Everything's not about posting it on Instagram or like monetizing your hobby, trying to get sent like free books. Sometimes it's just read the books. Sometimes it's just read for fun. Put it in the group chat. Put it in the group chat if you feel compelled, but just like it's okay to keep things to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like bring back secrecy. Oh, <laughs> secrecy. Oh, please bring back privacy. <laughs> bring back privacy. Bring back something that's just for you. Like it's okay. Um, I love to talk about recommendations and talk about sure. things like that. But like, you know, just keeping keeping certain things for myself this year, like not being so. Itching to seek a little bit of approval, get the serotonin boost from parts of my Instagram story. Keeping some things for myself, but also like at the same time, if I do share it, it don't matter if people like it or not, because it's mine. It's my life. Yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter how people engage with it. What about you? What are you embracing calling into your life this year?
0: Um, I'm calling in discipline and peace. Like if I had to sum it up, wrap it up in a bow, boop, it's going to be discipline and peace, internal peace. Amen. Discipline in terms of like I think I just I'll set goals and then just like let them go through the year and just be like well end of the year didn't really get what I wanted done but let's try next year and I'm like so tired of hitting the end of the year and not like accomplishing much so I am trying this 75 day challenge not no hard not no soft 75 medium Shmedium, yeah, yeah, yeah. 75 medium. shmedium. It's more so like habits that are stuff I just want to implement into my day-to-day life, like eight hours of sleep, three meals a day, like those simple things that I just never was doing for myself to bring back sanity to myself and like just rebalance my energies, whatever you want to speak to it. So we're going to see how that goes. We're on day, I don't even know what this is. Oh, you're already tapped in. Uh, been tapped in babes we said it's top of the year jan 1st so i'm really tapped in at this point but yeah it's been actually like a great time a great vibe i've told a couple of people to like in my inner circles to like challenge with me like join with me so that's been a fun kind of similar to you like passion projects like this pod is like a huge already goal doing this and really putting our foot into it but like also just seeing where life takes me creatively and like really being open to opportunities and not being so nervy. And then enjoying friendships. I think also being more intentional with my time with friends. I think actually creating space and time. I think I do it very well for my relationship, but I want to do better in doing that for my friends. Because I What play. does that look like? Honestly, I don't know what that looks like because I'm the girl that doesn't have a like go-to friend group. So it's not like at every day I'm texting the same people or like I can just link up with the same set of girls and we always go out. It's very much so like one date here, one friendship date here, one friend date here, which feels exhausting or used to. And I think I just made excuses because it was set up like that. But I'm like, girl, that's your reality. Like that's how you've made friends. That's how your friendships stand. And it's like up to me. If I want to make a set of girls that's like my go-to set of girls, I'm going to have to establish that. And just saying, like, F the excuses, girl. Set up the date, set up the dinner, and do that. So, yeah, I want to give more into my friendships as much as I do in my relationship because I see how my relationship has fostered from so much care. So we'll see. Check in at the end of my 75, <laughs> y'all. She'll check with an update for the show. for me.
1: That's going to be our show today. Thanks for crying with us. Next episode, we'll be exploring all things dating, from finding love on the apps to taking yourself out of the dating pool altogether. Make sure you subscribe to get our latest episodes as soon as they drop. And if you like this podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us a ton.
0: And if you're not over Instagram yet, you can find us there at cryaboutit underscore pod. That's all for now, crybabies. We'll catch you next time.